to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 437 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randomness, technology and life. Maybe glitching out and uh, us not realizing what day it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Us not realizing what day it was. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> By that he means me. <laughs> I completely forgot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So what, anyway, what was going on last night? We had Ha Ha Hamilton, really good. So uh, actually, I think it was the biggest crowd they've had there the whole time since I started. So I got there about, so doors open at seven, show starts at eight. That's the sort of thing. I leave home about seven because oh. it takes me about 15 minutes to get there or so. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I, it was between quarter past seven and half past seven that I got there. And there's a queue up the stairs. And I was like, uh, okay. And all these people had their pre-printed little um, uh, QR codes and what have you. And uh, that was cool. Um, Do you and, need a ticket to get in? Well, they, they pre, pre-bought them. So that was cool. Oh, right. I saw Jamie there. Um, he wasn't uh, on stage last night, but he was there. So I had a quick word with him, and he goes, I said, geez, it looks pretty good. He goes, yeah, yeah, we've got 75 um, pre-sales. And I said, what? That's, cool. that's crazy. How many's the most we ever got? He said the biggest crowd we've ever got is 75, but that included door sales. And of course, I was a door sale. I've never pre cooked mm. or anything. So it was cool. So I went and grabbed, I said, right, well, I'm going to grab a seat now then so we don't have to wait. So I got a couple of seats, middle of the second row, right, like right down front there, which was real cool. Yep. Um, and I, I, I messaged, uh, Adam. Because Adam said he was going to come, but Adam's can be somewhat slack. Hey, Adam. <laughs> which which, Ad, which Adam? Oh, Adam McFall. Adam McFall always yeah, comes. Just so he has for the last couple. Of oh years. no, I, I just want to clarify. I just want to clarify that. Yeah, yeah. So um, Adam, uh, yeah, I said you, I've saved your seat, but you better get in here because it might be actually sold out. Like. It's that sort of bad. It, they won't. It's going to become out. a They'll fire hazard. They'll just get people standing at the back. That's really what it would be, right? So anyway, that was cool. I'm glad he turned up, and I'm glad it, he came in because um, they had this chick. Uh, she was later on in the show. Ocean uh, Denim is her actual name. Ocean Denim. Okay. And um, she 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 talks about like one of those uh, Westies from Auckland. And she goes, well, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. I'm a Leo. And you know, da, 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 da. And she goes, now I want to know a little bit about you. So everybody raise your hand. Leave your hand up if you're uh, um, earning over $80,000. Okay. Leave <laughs> your hand up if you're single. And Adam's sitting next yeah. to me with his hand up. And so for the rest of the gig, he was Mr. 80K. <laughs> Oh, nice, Mr. 80K. I was was absolutely pissing myself (laughs) just from that. So that was was really funny. And it was a great night. It was really good. Good buzz in the crowd. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, I ended up talking to the guys afterwards, and I'm going to definitely have a crack on the stage this year. Um, so I've got a, I've been told my time, and I've got to um, start getting something together. But, yeah, um, also, shout out how much to time, How much time do you have? Because uh, I, I asked them, how long do you go for the first one? Because I'm pretty sure at Comedy Club in Auckland, it was like three minutes for your very first gig, you know. like, like Sounds about, sounds about right, eh? Yeah, well, they said, oh, five to six minutes. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, that's a lot. That's okay. That seems yeah, quite long. That, that's, it doesn't, when you say five to six minutes, it doesn't sound a lot. But when you're on stage, that's actually quite a long time, um, particularly if you're trying to make people laugh. <laughs> uh, yeah. And 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 the stress may be on trying uh, in my in my case. But anyway, um, I also need to have a shout out to Warren. Uh, Warren started listening to the podcast after we met there about, I want to say three months ago, three or four months ago, I can't oh, remember. Oh, hey, Warren. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we ended up just having a quick chat um, then, and um, and this is the first time he's come back since that that gig. Um, so we had a, a bit of a chat last night. So, yeah, uh, interesting. Dude. Did he do the whole starts talking about something on the podcast, and you're like, hey, how did you know that? No, no, he just he said he was listening to the podcast, but he hasn't uh he hasn't um uh, signed up for the uh newsletter yet. So uh reminder everybody right now <laughs> sign up for the compelling communicator newsletter. Actually I'll put a, a link in the um in the Facebook page about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um show notes would be good too. Yeah, cool. Um cool. So um yeah, that was that was really uh, the <laughs> the thing last so night, uh, Hamilton. Do you think it's word of mouth that's spreading that around? Like, because they're consistently I, I don't know. doing I would, it. I wanted to ask, but I didn't get a chance to ask afterwards. Ivan was running around busy and stuff because I, I was wondering if it's just like the fluke of loads of people just going. I've been meaning to do it. This is the month I'm going to do it. And the weather was a bit yeah. better because last last month was quite wet it was a really crappy night um which all is always going to depress you know um sales or whatever but um yeah. last night was pretty cool so you know pretty good good weather so i think that had an impact but i i did want to ask if they've been doing extra advertising or, or whatever but yeah but at some point potentially that venue is going to be too small yeah, yeah. Well, they've got another comedy thing going on on Friday. Like it's a tour, though, so probably somebody um, staying at different places. And I did hear a bit of gossip, but not enough gossip to share about okay. sch- schisms in the uh, in the um, Hamilton comedy ranks and certain people not being able to play there now, and they're going to. I forget who where they're going. The helm, the Hillcrest, the something begin with H anyway, and stuff like that. It sounds it sounds like some sort of legend in your own lunchbox story. Um, well, yes, it's still interesting. I wouldn't me. <laughs> I wouldn't even be able to tell. I wouldn't even know who like our top Hamilton comedian is. Uh yeah, no, I I couldn't tell you, and I go to these things, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, um. For all the people that are uh, wanting to know more about submarine talk, mm-hmm. um, which is our favourite thing, behind the bastards, the latest two episodes are all about the uh, Stockton Rush dude. Oh, nice! And, uh, oh, I haven't listened to that for ages. I must listen to that. 
put it together pretty quick. But Stockton Rush, he's the inventor of the doomed ocean uh, submarine. Yeah. Yep. And uh, they talk all about that and how, yeah, just his background, which is a bit interesting. And um, yeah. So if you like that, uh, check that out. Behind the Bastards. Yes. I just randomly saw it because I haven't listened to that podcast in like a year. Yeah, no, it's been at least that for me as well. So I should I should check that out. Mind you, I haven't I haven't looked at much in the way of podcasting for a while since I don't commute anymore. It's pretty annoying. Talking about things that blow up uh, and kill people, there's an experimental hybrid called Life Saves, and apparently it didn't, and it blew them up. So basically, it's a kit that allows people, I guess to uh, retrofit a hybrid system into an older vehicle because, you know, who who doesn't want to do that? And it's called Life Save, and this is in Italy, and um, it blew up. And um, there was two people in there. One was a researcher and a research apprentice. Both ended up in hospital, very serious conditions, but there was more hope of saving the younger one uh, is what they've said. Hmm. And they're still trying to figure out what caused the explosion. Uh, I'm going to say shoddy wiring and some sort of battery problem. Yeah. So it's an odd name for a co- for the company because all all they're doing is retrofitting hybrid engines to existing vehicles. Is that did I get that right? Yeah, ex- exactly that. Plus, they're going to stick some solar panels on the roof and the bonnet to help recharge the battery as well. Mm, okay. All right. <laughs> See, because do you remember, you you may be too young for this, do you remember when you used to get CNG conversion kits and LPG recu- uh, conversion kits for your car? It was a big I know thing. what a, I know the, yeah, I knew it was a big thing, but I don't really remember it being advertised, I guess. Yeah, it was advertised quite a bit on TV back in the day. Uh, when I say back in the day, I'm pretty much thinking the 70s here. Um, I'm thinking when TV first turned on, <laughs> you were there watching this ad. Um, yeah, no, because um, I think it was because we had trouble getting oil in here and there was a uh, big oil prices in that. And New Zealand had a lot of natural gas reserves and we were actually – pumping it out and stuff so there were it cost you uh like a grand or something from memory to do this conversion so that you could fill up with um cng or lpg and you could get that at pretty much every gas station i had cng thing Mm. um because my my boss had cng in his his car for that we used for work all the time and it was great uh, the government subsidised it, made sure that it, there was distribution, um, and it was way cheaper than than petrol. Uh, you had yep. to run your car. You had literally had a switch. So you could run from petrol, then switch it to CNG, then switch back to petrol. And you had to run yeah, it yeah. petrol a little bit every month. Otherwise, it wouldn't be good for the, the motor because you needed the, mm. the, the fluid through it. You know what I mean? But yeah, inter- interesting because it, the reason I mentioned that is because it's nothing new. We've done this before. We've changed the energy structure of our vehicles before, right? There is a model for yeah, yeah. doing that. Uh, it exists. So yeah. 
Anyway, but I don't want an Italian. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, That's um, right. I've got uh, something here. Yes. Um, oh, if you finish with that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was looking at the Verge did um, an AI chat GPT data survey, like a research thing. And I, I will okay. say that it's worth looking at the article. We'll, we'll, we'll um, link it in the show notes just from the images. I really, I really like the, the way they've done the data, but I thought I'd ask you a couple of things. So what do you think I've got here in front of me? Um, the dominant current use of AI. So out of the survey, what do you think is the most common thing people get um, AI to do? Actually, I'll ask for the top three uh, and then you can. Oh, okay. I'm going to say some sort of writing education, like yeah. schoolwork, maybe. Yep. Um, that fits in the first one, yeah. Okay. Uh Oh, like, mess- oh, I don't know, messages to people, like emails? I don't know. I'm trying to think okay, of three so different the things. I don't know. Uh, yep. Okay, the top three I've got is, first is answer a question, 68%. So they're just oh, yeah. it like Google, right? The second right. one, that's which I thought was interesting because that's what I'd use, but I didn't think most people were smart enough to do that, is using it for brainstorming, <laughs> okay. 54%. Yep. Because... Mm. Uh, you can't trust what it gives you, but it can definitely send you in a different direction. Um, yeah, it gives you some good ideas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the third one was a little bit of a surprise to me, although on reflection maybe it shouldn't have been, was photos, um, which is, you know, obviously all this mid-journey and, and what what have you. Um, Dally. Oh, because it was just, sorry, it was just AI. I was just thinking of chat GPT. No, 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 AI. Because then. Okay, yeah, no, totally. yeah, yeah, images, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, photos with 37%, music's 31%, videos 31%, designs and stories are 29%, um, mm. artwork 27 data analysis 26 which is interesting, emails, which you mentioned, was 25 uh, and then oh, yeah. lyrics is oh, blog post 19, coding and lyrics are both 18. But, yeah, I thought that was oh, interesting. Well. To see what that was, um, what it was being used for, um, and when they talked about people doing, um, they had a bit of the survey just on art, and seventy percent yep. believed artists should be compensated when AI copies their work. So if it copies mm. an artist's work, forty-three uh, percent believe companies should ban copy copying artists so that they shouldn't be able to copy. An artist, but having yeah, said forty four percent actually asked AI to copy an artist style. So, hmm. I mean, artists do get inspiration from other artists. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it's not all; nothing's new. But I, I won't go through all of that. There's a a, a lot of data. It's um, delivered in quite an interesting way. Oh, there was one. <laughs> It was one thing that did make us laugh because um, we were talking about this at Epic. Um, 51%, just over half of Americans, believe that AI will become sentient at one at some point. Yeah. And 64% are not opposed to companies producing an AI, an AI rather, that is conscious, conscious or sentient. 
So 64% go, yeah, yeah, we should. Either way, they need more guns. America does not have enough guns. They need more guns to protect themselves from the AI. I I immediately was thinking of the porno um, implications of that. Uh, I don't know what they are, and I didn't want to stop. keep thinking about it. I just stopped as soon as I got to that point. But, yeah, um, I'm like, yeah, no, that's why. But you're right. It could be guns as well. (laughs) Probably guns. Very good. Actually, talking along those lines uh, on, there's a stuff article, and they decided to uh, come up with the best places to survive a zombie apocalypse in New Zealand, the safest places. Yeah. Because the Walking Dead, Dead City trailer has come out, which is uh, another zombie franchise, I guess. Don't ask me what that's about. I don't know. Yeah. Is it it a program or is it a movie? Or do we know? TVNZ. It's on TVNZ. So. Oh, okay. uh, Must must be a show. Okay. So apparently there was a recent Australian study that predicted the safest cities based on access to supplies, population density, hideouts, transport options, proximity to military, blah, blah, blah. So this rando decided to um, do their own analysis. So number pl- the number one place, far north, apparently. Yeah, I they said that um, Fewer den- uh, population density, lower population density, yeah. Plenty of off-grid opportunities and trees that you can hide in, apparently. Mm, okay. But supplies could be limited. Uh, they seem to think Dunedin would be the second choice, another choice. Mm. Um. University town is going to be young, fit, healthy, and fast allies to join you. It's dense enough to warrant plenty of loot-worthy stores, and it's got hills that you can get into, um, and it's got a proximity to the harbour and a Navy reserve base. Uh, what yeah. do you reckon about Talpo? Well, I guess you could jump on a boat because uh, presumably yeah, zombies can't swim, right? So you could basically live on a boat, zip into shore to do your looting to, you know, refresh supplies and zip back out into to, to the water and it's not like it i know it can get rough on taupo but it's not like you're on the ocean so yeah what about wellington they put wellington on the list mm, yeah they said it's fairly moved like you can get around it pretty easily like uh and also the government's there so if anything's going to be protected it's going to be the beehive yeah true and uh, they ruled out Auckland. They said Auckland will be terrible. Yeah, Auckland would be the worst. You talk about the uh, what do they call them? The herds, herds of zombies. That would be the yeah. they would be the biggest herds ever. Of uh, yeah, Auckland would be terrible. We we were randomly talking about this last Friday at dinner at lunch uh, rather because we bumped into some people that we knew from from telecom days, and um, there's a few of us at dinner and uh, lunch. And um, they worked in Caro Street, and we were explaining to somebody who wasn't a telecom person, you know, what Caro Street was like. And and Carl was like, "Yep, that's where I'm going for the zombie apocalypse because it's built like a fortress. Um, if they did get in the door and smash the doors and manage to get in, you've got this huge stairwell that you could just defend for ages." Um, and uh, I yeah. like I like how much I like how much brain power Carl uh, commits to the zombie. <laughs> apocalypse scenarios every week it seems 
Oh, he has he has hypotheticals for everything going wrong. He has he has that disaster mind on 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 lock. So yeah, good on you, Cal. That's good. That's good. Oh, we should uh, we should say thanks to everybody that took part in the fireside chat, Chris. Yes, yes, that was really cool. Uh, so we had Jamie there, we had uh, Jeremy, and we had the other Jamie. Jamie got two Jamies. Um, did I miss someone? No. No, it was me and you, the two Jamies, and, and Jeremy. Jeremy. Yes, yeah, so the J crew. Um, so yeah, uh, it was good. We had a good, pretty good time. I thought it was pretty cool. We had a good time. We've got a um. A uh, what's the word? A good, a better setup in mind for next time. Yeah, and uh, next time we will do something so the other J from the J crew, John, can uh, we'll do it at different times so John can get here from Dubai because <laughs> two AM. We will. That was, we a will. Bit, that was a bit harsh. But yeah, it was a little bit harsh. But well, we we got hey, no one from America the... anyway, um, which was the whole point of picking that particular time. So yeah. <laughs> we just have people that like to listen to us but not interact with us. Yeah, that's so fine. Maybe it's bots. Uh Napier had a big um uh blackout last week. Oh yeah. Um most of Na- most of Napier got plunged into darkness. It was fifty I think it was fifty six thousand fifty four thousand people had no power. They lost fifty four megawatts of power. And um it was caused by a cat going into a substation and touching things it's not supposed to touch and blowing itself up and part of the substation. I was going to say, I don't think that cat would have survived. What, what, no, what no. interests me is if they, the cat was chasing a mouse or some similar and the mouse w- ran through and looked back and l- was just laughing at this cat being fried. Because um, Tom and Jerry, it's just such a Tom and Jerry uh, concept. So it is, it is. So um, <laughs> you know, it makes you wonder how secure the places are if the cat just wandered in there. But that's okay. I'm sure they. I'm sure they're working on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. True. Um, yeah, because if a cat can get in there, a kid can get in there. Generally, I don't know. Exactly. Um, cats I, I want to tell you kids about are pretty interchangeable. <laughs> well, you know, depends how big they are. Um, so the kids, that is, or the cats, I guess. So I want to talk about something that I came across this week, and I'll tell you the story of how. Um, so I I had to go to this um, uh, lunch on Saturday. Um, Nat was in town, so we, a few of us were going to lunch together, and I got the time a little bit wrong and ended up in town a little bit early. I, I thought it was 12, it was 12.30 we were supposed to meet. So I was like, oh, I'm just wandering to the centre place and nosy around. And I went into Whitcalls and I do what I do when i am got a little bit of time to kill. I go to that 100, top 100 books and start scanning and see what's there. And yeah. the Whitcalls chicks are, are pretty helpful, to be honest with you. So I was looking at what presumably is in the number one position, although they're not really numbered. But it was top left, um, which was uh, the Partisan, which is a World War II thriller novel type thing. I was just reading what it was about, and um, she, this chick comes in and she goes, "Oh, you you right there?" I'm saying, "Yeah, I'm just having a quick browse." She goes, "I really recommend you have a check out this um, Red Notice by Bill Browder," and I was like, "I okay. recognise that name, Bill Browder. Isn't he the guy from the Magnitsky Act?" 
And she goes, yes, yes, that's exactly him. I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah. So pretty famous. And so she goes, it reads like a thriller, but it's actually a, um, you know, a true, true story. And I was like, yeah, that guy, I, I'd come across him on TV. He'd done an interview or something. I thought it was a fascinating story. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to find out more about that. So being that I am not, I don't act my age, maybe. I immediately just left there, looked on Scribe, got the audio book, which is basically covered by my subscription with Scribe, so I don't have to pay 30 bucks for her book. Um, Actually, there's there's two books, so it would have been like 60 bucks or something. Uh, And I listened to um, Red Notice by Bill Browder over the last week, and it's fantastic. And I highly recommend the audio book because the guy that's reading um the the narrator is so good with his accents so there's russians english um and american are the main three and then there's the few odd you know italians and all the rest of it and you know the lifestyle thing this guy's a hedge fund manager that goes to russia when in the 90s when it's um sort of uh, privatizing and all the rest of it and he's making loads of money but it keeps coming across corruption so then he decides it, more not out of being noble or altruistic really but more more out of survival because he doesn't want to lose all the money in his fund he you know he uh hits these guys with corruption like charges and 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 starts and youtube are just really starting to take hold so he started using youtube actually youtube videos are still there if you um search uh russian untouchables you'll find four episodes of these videos he put out at the time documenting this uh, corruption. So these are, these Russians stole effectively stole a couple of his shell companies. He'd managed to empty them out, so there was no money in them. He'd, he'd quietly managed to yeah. sell all the stocks. Um, and they, they stole these things, and he goes, well, they can have them. There's nothing in there. There's no point. But what they'd done, because they were big companies – uh, or shell holding companies or whatever, they paid taxes. And so they used a couple of these companies. They organized, uh, they had, had this big elaborate con where they um, got a court to do a judgment against them for exactly the same amount of money that they paid in taxes. So, oh, we didn't make a profit. So they went to the tax office who these guys were paid off and they got a rebate on their taxes. To the tune of two hundred thirty nice. million US dollars, two hundred and thirty million US dollars, and uh, yeah, and and so the whole Magnitsky thing that that comes up, yeah, um, the whole Magnitsky thing that comes up is that um, one of his uh, tax attorneys. Uh, who sort of worked this all out, figured it all out, what they were doing, got all the documentation. He went and um, at the time they thought that Putin was <laughs> a good guy. So they went, oh, we'll just let you know the government know and they'll shut this guy down because although Putin's a little bit dodgy, he wouldn't uh, be stealing money or wouldn't condone stealing money from his own government. Uh, but Evidently, they were wrong, and uh, Magnus Nitsky ended up getting um, put in prison, tortured to sort of recant and confess mm. to stealing the money himself. He never did. He lasted almost a year before they beat him to death. 
So, um, oh, well. yeah. And then, then there's sort of good ending to it as well. Like what, what went on, but I don't want to give any more away. It's just a fascinating story. Definitely highly recommend the, um, audio book. Um, so give that a go. Okay. Sounds good. Check that out. Uh, if you're into that, it is rated very highly that book. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, and the new one, I've uh, he's come up with a, a second one that I haven't read yet, but I'm, I've got the audio book as well. I've just got to do it now. Uh, it's called Freezing Order, and it's tracing the money and what happened to it and where it went and who's, who's nice. doing all the dodgy dodgy deeds. So I'll let you know how that dodgy goes. Dodgy deeds. Okay. Hey, uh, we'll finish this off real quick. Have you been getting the text messages saying you've got a problem with your BNZ bank account? Nope. So more and more people are coming out saying they've been scammed from BNZ. I have got some of these text messages. My phone, Huawei, actually knows if it's a spam text message and tells me that I've got a spam text message, moves it to a separate folder and hides it from me. I can go look at them and, uh, yeah, I get all these BNZ ones. So they've got ones where uh, it says here that this woman, she lost $42,000 within minutes. She just clicked on it straight away, mm. and they log in, I think. Yep. So that's terrible. Um, yeah, because got... I've never had a BNZ one, I don't think. I know I've had a few ASB ones. Um, but yeah, basically, so... anything I get from uh, New Zealand Post, uh, Waka <coughs> Katahi, um, um, yeah. any bank, I just ignore them. I just assume that I assume they're crap, and I delete them. Uh, if it is exactly. my bank, I will read it, but I I don't ever click any of the links. I'll just delete it, no. and then I'll I'll look. At, you know, I'll I'll access it through my bookmarks or whatever online. But like, it's good that they're saying these stories, but I think it's reinforcing to the scammers that there's so many people they can rip off. So some dude they took thirty seven thousand, fifteen thousand from someone else, six thousand from somebody else, thirty seven thousand uh, again. Uh, my top tip is don't bank with BNZ. So when you get that text message, you will not be duped. I don't argue with that, mate. I don't argue with that at all. Um, but so. yeah, uh, yeah, it, it is. They they haven't said who who's done the scams though, have they? They don't know who it is. No, no. So could um, be, it literally it literally could be anybody, and it could be someone closer to home than you know some shady network overseas who knows could be anyone yeah 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 i i i tend to think it will be overseas but i think they're getting a lot of help from people here or x there's a uh, the, in the story though they're not this person is not happy with bnz they said the scammers are making bnz look like amateurs in the scamming world and customers are easy targets time to change banks i think even though we've been loyal to them for 30 years. Yeah. So, well, I, anyway, I, the, I prefer the idea of uh, a New Zealand owned bank anyway. And Bank of New Zealand, exactly. for those listening from overseas, is not a New Zealand bank. No, uh, it's Australian. Um, top tip don't click on anything, ignore everything, because if it is legit, they will get hold of you some other way. And you don't give any of them your details because there's no need for that. They will oh. know who you are and everything. Like, anyway, with that fun little uh, story of people getting ripped off, uh, it's time <laughs> for us to leave you. 
and uh, let you get on with whatever you're up to. I hope it's amazing. And uh, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.